On this episode of 74 Escape of Breaking Bread with Vera Lulu, I interview pastry chef and artist Alina Prokopenko. Born in Kiev, her life has turned upside down due to Russia's invasion and destruction of Ukraine six months ago. Alina found herself in Paris, where she landed a job as a pastry chef for Michelin starred Daniel Rose. He changed the name of his restaurant, La Bourse La Vie, to Le Bourse La Vie, as his ode to Ukraine and its people. And today I'm so honored to be speaking with this wonderful woman on this episode of Breaking Bread. Join us on this gastronomic conversation and let's break bread together. Alina, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very honored to be speaking with you. Um, I think you're one of my first Ukrainian chefs that I have a pleasure to interview, so I'm very honored. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure uh, to, to speak to you also. Um, I cannot express my admiration for you and the strength that you have um, in this difficult time. How are you doing? Uh, well, I feel like I'm living a parallel reality now a little bit because, uh, of course, my life has completely changed. And uh, six months ago, I couldn't even imagine that I will be not in my native city, Kiev, as usual, because I, I live always uh, in Kiev. Uh, but now uh, I have changed three cities for just half a year and uh, I don't really have a stable accommodation. Um, and then today I was even thinking that I don't have um, an opportunity to own my, uh, my, my own kitchen. I can just cook uh, or at work or uh, maybe at some school or something like that, but not my own, of course. And uh, I don't even um, imagine now how to cook something what I want just for pleasure. I really, I really don't remember how how to do this. I think. How do you? Where do you find your positivity and uh, such optimism in such difficult times? I think the, the other side of all this terrible situation is that uh, I realize that I don't want to have any fear anymore in my life to do what I want and uh, to try the things I have dreamed about. For example, moving to Paris, I was always thinking about it. Maybe one day in the future, uh, mm, I will move there, but I don't want what I can do there. And uh, when we left Ukraine with my family after the one week of the war, I realized that, well, now or never, and I want to try, I just started to organize my future life in Paris. It, it was just like, why not? I can try. And the, the life, the world began to respond to me. And the, it was in a second, I really, I really want, found the work, Daniel, very fast. I found an accommodation. I found people who can help me. And uh, it was like a miracle because the things were going so, so, so fast. At the same time, there is a war in Ukraine. Uh, my grandparents still there, a lot of my friends, and they couldn't even imagine how is to live there now. Uh, but at the same time, I have my life that have never been so uh, adventurous. So, oh yes, yeah, so 
so many events has happened. Yes, very, very, a lot of changes. I'm sure six months ago, eight months ago, you were not thinking that's where you would be. And that just goes without saying, if you want to make God laugh, make some plans, right? So here we are, unfortunately, but it seems like you're making the best of it and you have so much optimism and taking such a beautiful road and and it's it's such a such a such a history creating for for yourself as a young woman, uh, and uh, <laughs> so I want to start from the beginning and uh, ask you how you got into baking. How did you grow up? Was your mother and your grandmother bakers? Were they chefs? How did you how did you get so inspired by food? Because it starts from an early age typically. So how did you come about? Uh, well, during my childhood, um, I always loved to do something in the kitchen, but it was just just strange experiments <laughs> with a lot of mess. Uh, and uh, but I tried really a lot of things during my not very long uh, life now. Uh, I went to the to the university to study law, but I understood that it's not my thing, and I want to do something. This. Sorry to interrupt. Likewise, I have a degree in paralegal, which I did nothing with, <laughs> and <laughs> I think we're similar in this way. And I don't mean to interrupt, but I did got a paralegal degree, and I moved to Paris right after because I realized it was horrible, given. Uh, I was not in the middle of the war. It was my own decision. But uh, I had a relation where I said, I do not want to do law and I'm going to Paris to enjoy and eat and cook. So <laughs> your story is obviously more tragic and you had no choice, but it's funny how it's very parallel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I realized that I don't want to do this, I just tried day by day uh, different things related to art uh, I really enjoy everything related to art, and uh, I'm also a student of uh, art history now, but in Ukraine online. And uh, that is how I discovered the desserts. The first thing that I baked, it was uh, Easter cakes. It were Easter cakes. And uh, <laughs> it seemed to be not really not really um, easy to make mm -hmm. and uh, for me it was like a challenge uh, because I don't know why but um, my grandmother she's a good baker she, she, she baked a lot but she had never taught me something uh, my mother uh, <laughs> my mother is a um, well, not a bad cooker, but uh, she never do the desserts. Uh, and uh, when I say to my mother that I want to bake uh, Easter cakes, she was like, oh, it's so hard. It's, so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to, to uh, work with the dough. And I was like, no, I want to prove <laughs> to myself that I can do it. It was so interesting for Challenge me. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Exactly. And you know that Easter is uh, so... Um, beautiful holiday. Oh, yes, absolutely. Beautiful holiday. It's, 
I think it's the most important holiday for uh, all uh, Orthodox people uh, and their um, family. And uh, well, I succeeded, and the, the Easter cakes that I made, they're become like the most delicious. <laughs> and so how old were you? So you started perfecting your Easter cakes at what age? It was not, not, it was like three years ago. It was not a long time ago. So yeah, I really enjoyed the process. It was like a miracle, the smells, everything. And then- Brain started to, to, oof, maybe that's what I want to do. Yes. Exactly. And I just I just uh, had no opportunity to stop after that. I began to cook everything, everything, everything. You became infatuated with the pastry and the cakes. So that was, that just set your mind off. The challenge yeah. became into obsession. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I realized that if I can make that, I can also make anything else. And uh, yeah. I believed in myself, I think, because of it. And after I just began to discover all that sweet world with uh, the the online courses, with um, offline courses, live courses also. Uh, yeah, and uh, just by training myself in my kitchen and uh, after I began to uh, propose and sell it to uh, people, um, mostly cakes and um, it was a really uh, enjoyable uh, experience uh, because I could not only cook, but also present my dishes to make photos, with, which I also really enjoy uh, because, as I said, I really enjoy art. And uh, just uh, make all the things related to, to, to production. It's interesting for me. And so at which point did you decide to open your own bakery, uh, which was called Bonchu? Yes, Bonchu. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I was, I was thinking about how I can, can name uh, this, uh, this, uh, this my home bakery. And uh, this, I don't know why, but this name, uh, it was like the first that was in my head. After I begin to think, um, I think it's absolutely adorable. By the way, it's so uh, cute. it's cute and it's sweet. It's elegant. I I love it. Thank you, thank you so much. And uh, there are many meanings inside, like uh, bon shoe, like good good shoe. This uh, this uh, uh, this small uh, dessert, uh, French dessert. Also, like bon shoe, it's a little bit like bonjour. And I love uh, French, uh, everything related to France. So I couldn't even imagine. It was like a joke for me, like maybe one day when I will uh, come to Paris, this name will work there in France. But when I- I fasted it in a way, although through, through unfortunate events, here you are in Europe and, and, and you, you, you're cooking uh, and baking. So it's, yeah. it's fascinating. <laughs> And so tell me more about your bakery. So what kind of pastries did you have? And when did you open it again? Uh, I opened it uh, one and a half year ago, I think. Uh, and um, in the middle was, of COVID? Uh, a little bit after, yeah. But yeah, in the middle of, of, of COVID, I think. Uh, 
so not a long time ago. And uh, I was really keen on uh, doing cakes, doing uh, birthday cakes. I love, I love, really love Korean aesthetic, minimalistic one uh with uh, yeah and also a different decoration where i can express myself where i can do something unusual and uh, then uh, made a, like a fashion uh, photo shoot with that cakes it was also like my 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 own style uh in uh, doing cakes uh, and my uh, background and the uh, interest in in art, it's also helped me to, to do something unusual. That's very interesting that you took your roots of Ukraine and still inspired by Korea and Asia. I used to live in Japan, so I love aesthetics and how you combined everything. I wish I was able to try uh, your pastries, not yet, but in the future. <laughs> but um, how, how was your... Uh, Grew and escaped to Paris. How? What was it like for you? How did you leave? And and how long was your journey? How how was it arriving to Paris? It must have been so so challenging. Yes. Uh, well, it was very fast. The decision to come to Paris arrived to me like uh, in one day, and I think in one week I was in Paris already. Uh, and uh, when I decided to uh, to move, I uh, I always say this is the power of Instagram. I think I I really I find all the things <laughs> through Instagram. And Same. It, yes. So yeah, even pre pre war pre Corona, power of Instagram. I cannot express how many people I've met, and you and I, and uh, chefs, and jobs, and opportunities. Unbelievable. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I wrote to uh, to one uh, girl who study in uh, in Paris in an art university, and I just asked her whether it is possible now, maybe to move to Paris, maybe to continue my art study also there. And she was like, oh, yes, uh, well, I already found an accommodation for you, <laughs> a free one. And I was like, okay, I just wanted to ask. Maybe it was even not a really my decision that I, well, my, I don't re even realize that I really been Paris in just a couple of days. It just so quick. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, so, well, yeah. And the... In ne next day, the owner of the flat, it's a beautiful, uh, she's a beautiful woman, odd. Uh, she has an apartment in a, in a Paris near, near Eiffel Tower. And uh, she sent me uh, like the, all the information, the pictures, the, that she really wanted to help me. She even sent me the information how I can um, do with my documents and the, uh, Yes, she was she was like a miracle, and we made uh, friends uh, with her very fast. And when I came to Paris uh, by uh, by train, uh, having a free ticket from um, Austria, from Bethkogdestein, where I'm now, to Paris, mm, she met me at the railway station, 
and we went to the to her flat. I remember that uh, first uh, months, first weeks of my staying there, the television and the news about Ukraine, they were like uh, every day, every time. And uh, we spoke a lot. I told her so much about the situation, about my view, about the real uh, the real thing that happened. And uh, she's, uh, she's my, still, of course, she's still my friend now and uh, we keep in touch and uh, Mm, it was so nice experience, so nice experience for me because mm, before that I have never lived with someone uh, with a stranger. I mean, she she was a stranger for me, but I decided to do like family. Yes, decided to take a risk and uh, I opened my heart, and she opened my her heart. And uh, I think that experience in Paris with all that things, with the flat, with the work, with with Daniel, it was like about openness and uh, it was amazing. I had a similar experience in Paris 15 years ago. <laughs> it was less tragic, of course, but I think there is as much as there is evil in the world that's going on now, there is a lot of kindness and it's fascinating to see what happened to you with a story. I'm sure one day you'll write a book and 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 tell your adventures and <laughs> oh, God only knows what's in it for you in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so um you did mention that on your first day in Paris, you 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 it's so cute. It's uh, you prepared traditional Ukrainian desserts, which I love Midovnik, Midovik, uh, and and then and Kiev cake, and you took Absolutely. them and then, and then you took them to an interview to represent your cuisine. So how did it go? Well, yeah, I had that crazy idea to to prepare something uh, real for the interview because I think that yeah that was uh, crazy and the and perfect idea at the same time because. Yes. Uh, because I understood that uh, that, that people, uh, of course, uh, well, Daniel, he had that idea to make the Ukrainian cuisine pop up, and uh, he wrote it to me uh, when I was in Austria. Uh, I understood what what he wanted to do, but of course, I I, I uh, wanted to prove that I'm the right person uh, and uh, I can really. Uh, make and uh, do a lot for this project. And uh, when I came to the interview with the cakes, with the presentation of Ukrainian food, and when I heard what Daniel said, I was like, wow, it's so related to me. And uh, I really uh, shared this philosophy. And it was not really only about the food. It was so, so many things inside it. And uh, he was so interesting in Ukrainian food. And uh, it was like the so positive energy. I, and, uh, I know him personally. And I think uh, when, when I learned what he's doing, I thought it was genius. And he's so kind. And not only is he a fantastic chef, but from my personal experience and interactions and chats with him, I always found him fabulous. And he's very funny too. <laughs> so... <laughs> It, you, had, you landed in such good hands, it couldn't have worked out better for you. <laughs> it 
was yeah it was uh, that must really love you because you really made something amazing out of situation where you are <laughs> so you stayed you did your fabulous desserts and tell me more about the menu and what you guys started doing at uh le borche la vie well yeah and the, in le borche la vie uh, we wanted to represent the the taste of Ukraine, the most iconic dishes uh, that uh, both people from Ukraine could recognize, of course, and could uh, feel, and uh, the foreigners um, could also uh, be introduced to the cuisine, could fall in love with that, and the uh, we also wanted to make the most maybe interesting something well it was like to combine something unusual and the usual for ukrainians at the same time <laughs> so uh, we uh, we had the um, degustating menu so it was like not uh, a la carte it was like uh, uh, the yes pets. Yeah. And uh, we had uh, two sets, uh, one for, uh, for, for lunch and one for dinner. And uh, we had some starters, uh, which included, um, of course, the salo, which is piclard. Uh, we found the real Ukrainian one, our um, cooker Ivan, uh, who uh, was in the position of a chef when uh, Daniel went to the USA and uh, he was running the kitchen. He's an alumni of uh, Cordon Bleu and uh, he is only uh, 20 or 21 years old. So uh, yeah, and I'm 22. <laughs> we, were, we were a very young uh, team. And uh, he, he found that, uh, that real Ukrainian uh, lard with uh, black bread uh, and uh, we also served uh, the um, pie caviar. Mm. Uh, and I know you guys did the aspic with the pikey. Pike, pike aspic. Uh, ah, yes, yes. I yes, was the... watching through Instagram and absolutely drooling. I said, oh my God, can I be there? I'm so hungry for my nostalgia and the favorites. But... <laughs> really well i don't really enjoy holidays um a lot of people say that that's one of my favorites personally cannot explain why <laughs> yes but i have never tried the pike holidays with raisins uh, which daniel made and it was amazing really i am such a fan i think if it was my last meal on earth i would have this with the fried potatoes and i yeah. feel People either love it or they hate it. There's no in between. Yes, <laughs> I think it must be my favorite thing on the planet. And I, I, as a chef, you don't cook much at home. But um, for me, when I when when I'm off, I, I tend to um, always crave Russian food, <laughs> just because it's so labor intensive and it's so homey and. When you cook high-end food, the more the, the more you want something so simple and comforting when you come home. I just want a katletka or a cup of soup or or it's just it's just so homey. And to me, I'm still in my I, I moved to the US when I was 15. So uh, in my mind, I'm still a little bit of a child that left Russia. So 
uh, my nostalgia calls calls my childhood years back and the food that I grew up in. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's fantastic what you've done there. Um, and I did. I I know that you mentioned food photography, and of course you study in art history. And um, I know you want to continue your education uh, in terms of pastry and uh, But uh, please share who are your favorite food photographers. Food photographers. <laughs> um, well, it's a it's a hard question because I really inspired by photographers that are uh, even not related to food. For example, I really like uh, like uh, Pinhasov. It's a Russian photographer who lives in Paris, and uh, I, I love his style. I also love. Um, uh, Annie Leibovitz, uh, I love uh, Peter Lindbergh, and uh, yes, so I think that I love to look at the food from a different point of view. But uh, of course, there are many, many photos uh, throughout Instagram that can just appear in your uh, in your page and you would like, oh, wow, I want to do uh, something something similar. And uh, I want to mention also that I met a beautiful photographer from Ukraine who uh, studied in Paris and now she lived there. And uh, when we, um, when we uh, decided to make a food photo for uh, Le Borge project, um, I, uh, she proposed to help, and we made uh, beautiful photos with her uh, that are well then uh, on the page of Le Bourse La Vie. And uh, I also enjoy her style, and uh, I hope and I know that we will uh, make uh, many works together in future also. <laughs> it's funny we have so many parallels, and I moved to Japan five years ago for a couple of months because I used to work for Zayu Hasegawa then. And um, we, us staff, which was a mix of international people, we were always making the most fabulous staff lunches. And I made one time borscht with the most exquisite ingredients from Japan. So, so many roots, uh, root vegetables and beets and the potatoes and just the beef itself. And the chef loved it so much that we decided um, for a couple of days when he was traveling and doing a pop-up in France, we would do a mix of uh, uh, sort of like a set as in tasting menu. So we opened up with a small borscht made by me and our Japanese sous chef made an incredible bun. And then it was followed by a dumpling. And uh, there was, I mean, it was a set of 10 to 12 dishes, uh, courses. And, and people kept asking for more borscht. <laughs> and and uh, there were a couple of times when uh, everybody was in charge of making a staff meal. Our staff meal was probably better than most restaurants serve all over the world. And every, every, every chef was making something of their own country. And I kept making beef stroganoff because it was January and February and we we're working very long hours. And so we have borscht and beef stroganoff on the menu as well as staff meal for two weeks. <laughs> and it was such a hit, I cannot explain it. It was really wonderful. 
Um, so, so I think it's really funny that we have that parallel. And um, uh, so, so in this unpredictable future uh, for everybody, uh, what are your plans in the next year? Uh, are you planning to stay in Paris? Do you think that in art history or keep working in, in, in Paris or Austria? What's your mindset like these days? Um, I want to return to Paris. Um, and uh, yeah, because the city really inspires me a lot. Um, I want to enter uh, the pastry school, uh, Ecole du Cas, to continue the discovering of uh, the, the pastry world. And there are so many things to, to try to do, to, to learn. And um, I would really like to work in uh, different places during my study, like a practice. Uh, uh, I'm interested in the, the chocolate team and uh, in the vegan and the sugar-free healthy pastries also. So I would like to have a different, different experience. I think that when I will enter the school, I will um, discover so many different types of uh, uh, the, the pastry production. And uh, uh, for me, it will be more clear uh, what I want to concentrate on. And uh, of course, I'm dreaming uh, of opening my own <laughs> pastry, pastry shop uh, in Paris and I hope in Kiev also. I'm sure that I will. Yeah, and that is why I want to pass this way to, to gain experience and then to, to gather it and uh, to put in my in something that I will that I will create by myself. I forgot to ask you a very important question. <laughs> How did you find the difference of the water and the humidity and the flower from being in Ukraine to being in Paris to being in Austria? Don't you find it a bit challenging knowing how does it work for you pastry-wise? Um, did you find it a little bit different, of course? Yes, it was, uh, for example, in Paris, uh, it was uh, a challenge to find uh, the products that will be almost the same that we have uh, in Ukraine. For example, I did also there the Lviv cheesecake. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, that uh, we in in uh, Ukraine we use a lot of cottage cheese, and uh, in this dessert also, and in many many dishes. And uh, in France, there is no the, the cottage cheese uh, that we have in Ukraine, the same texture. So, but <laughs> Daniel and the, the team they found the very tasty, very expensive bio uh, fromage blanc. Uh, which was uh, a little bit too liquid, <laughs> uh, but uh, we decided to put it uh, in a in a gaze, you know, to to make it more uh, more uh, like a, I don't know the word like stuff uh, less liquid, uh, and uh, it works, and uh, the cheesecake was really delicious. Uh, we also used um, like a semolina instead of uh, buckwheat flour. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, it's like the the maize. The maize, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and don't forget the humidity. You're still in Paris, but when you're in Asia or in 
Florida or New York. It's a totally different situation as well. That's why I always thought that pastry chefs, they're like mad scientists. <laughs> I can cook, but pastry to me is really challenging. And depending on where you are, it's just, and the ch- it's so admirable because when you make a soup, even the borscht, right? Some beets are sweet, some are less sweet. You can season, you can put sugar, you can put more acid. You get to play around with it and taste throughout it, right? And the longer the soup is cooking, the better it is. Pastry, yeah. if you don't get from the second you're making it and you spend hours in dedication to perfecting it, and then you have the result, you can't fix it. So it has to be right from the start. So it's such a, it's just, to me, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Because you can't go back in time and fix it. If you mess something up, it's really just, um, it's, 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 yeah. it's incredible to me. Um, so, so I always admire, uh, you know, pastry chefs and how much patience they have for that. <laughs> um, my dear, it was so lovely speaking with you. I cannot uh, express my admiration for you and what you've been through. And I feel like, uh, God is really kind to you and there is nothing but um, incredible opportunities for you moving on and you made something so wonderful out of a horrible situation uh, on all behalf of Ukraine and its citizens and um, I feel like especially after COVID and it, and at the end of the day I just I, I can't wait until it's things are better for the entire world and can't wait to come in Paris and meet you and hopefully you'll have your restaurant or bakery and we can have uh, a nice bottle of wine and I'll get to taste your pastries and <laughs> meet you in person and until then um, uh, it's, it's just been wonderful breaking bread with you in all its uh, honesty so thank you so much for being on this episode of Breaking Bread with Vera thank you Thank you too. It was a really pleasure to me, and uh, thank you that I could remember all these beautiful things with you now. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bonsoir, ma chérie. <laughs>